Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. You understand that God doesn't always settle up every Saturday night. Amen? He doesn't always pay off the first of every month. But sooner or later, both for sinners and saints, payday's coming. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? I sure like to be around when payday comes if I'm a saint. But if you ain't a saint, you'd like to duck out when payday comes. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, What Jesus Taught About Prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. It is the importunity of faith that works. Say that out loud. Now then, let's turn over to the 18th chapter of Luke, because here again, Jesus gives a parable concerning prayer. And uh, he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. One translation reads, and not give up. Amen. Saying, there was in a certain city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Now you see, he already tells you the meaning of the parable. That is that you don't give up in prayer. Now folks have tried to get everything in the world from it. But you see, you couldn't follow through on that parable. If you did, the unjust judge would be God. Well, God's not unjust. And the unjust judge said, Though I fear not God, neither do I regard man. So he can't be a type of God, can he? Then, if you'll come to the end of what he said, and you have to realize now at this time, you see that Israel, the people of God, remember Jesus said, that uh, he came unto his own. And then again, he said, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, we Gentiles got in on it, but rather than that's true. And they were under the iron fist of the Roman government at this time, see. Now, what he said, and the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. Hear what he said. And shall not God avenge? He's talking about an entirely different thing than what a lot of folks want to make. Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith 
on the earth. So you see, when you read the whole thing, are you listening? It's not really applying to all prayer. Yet right on the other hand, to this end, this is it. Men don't try to get anything else out of it because then you, you mess up. Men are always to pray. Hallelujah. Only point he's trying to get over, men are always to pray and not to faint, not give up. Because in some of these areas, like for instance, his own elect crying unto him day and night, he will eventually avenge them. You understand that God doesn't always settle up every Saturday night. Amen? He doesn't always pay off the first of every month. But sooner or later, both for sinners and saints, payday's coming. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? I sure like to be around when payday comes if I'm a saint. But if you ain't a saint, you'd like to duck out when payday comes. <laughs> children of God, I'm talking about children of God are called saints. Paul addressed his letter in Romans to all that be in Rome call to be saints. Hallelujah. Beloved of God called to be saints. Amen. That's the reason Paul, the Holy Ghost, said through Paul right to the church at Corinth, but ye beloved, you know, not to be weary in well-doing. For in due season ye shall reap if ye faint not. Well, there's that word faint not here in this verse. Sometimes in some areas of prayer, you understand me? I'm not talking about the prayer of faith right now. But in some areas of prayer, you just simply have to be persistent and consistent and not give up. And in due season, you'll reap if you faint not. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Now then, right here in this same chapter, here's another. Starting with the ninth verse. Now this go on reading because this is in connection with prayer also. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. That's two evening meals. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven, but spoke upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Now that's plain enough, isn't it? When you come to praying, you can't brag on yourself and get God to hear you. I think some people think that. Well, the Word of God does teach right conduct and good works. Amen. God has a record of it, but you can't come bragging about it. I mean, paying tithes was right. 
wasn't it? And isn't it? Sure. Fasting was all right. But you see, this man, Jesus already tells you, he was uh, trusting in himself. That is, he said that he, uh, he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous. Righteous in themselves and despised others. Now, that, that, that kind of an old righteous spirit will despise others. They don't measure up to your standard, so to speak. I remember I was holding a meeting one time in, in East Texas, one of the full gospel churches, and the pastor said to me one day, we were having lunch together, and afterwards visiting, he said, Brother Egan, I've got a question for you. I said, good, fine. Now he said, uh, you are a faith and healing teacher. Well, that's right, but the way he said it's not exactly right. You see, folks say that sometimes with an accusation in their voice, accusing you of wrongdoing almost. Well, I said, I'll plead guilty. I am, I'm a faith and healing teacher and preacher. Now he said, I've got a question for you. Fine, I said, I, I braced myself. The way he looked, the way he sounded, the tone of his voice, you just know that he's got the $64,000 question. <laughs> you just know that. So I braced myself. He said, now you know brother so-and-so who came to that church, didn't belong to his church. See, I'd pastored in East Texas before and I knew this man then. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Well, he's building, you know, a housing addition out here to the city. Well, I said, no, I didn't know that. He comes on Sunday night most of the time. Well, he said, he stopped by here one day and said to me, uh, Pastor, he said, one of the men, carpenters who worked for me out there on this project, you know, uh, is an older man, not old now, but older. You know, he was 67. 67 is older than 27. And so he said he had a stroke. Doctor said his blood pressure is so terribly high he might just have another stroke. Anytime if he does, it'll kill him. And his whole left side's paralyzed. Left arm, left uh, leg, you know. And, and, and then, then his speech, his, his throat and all his vocal are partially paralyzed. Can't talk too well. He wants somebody, though, to come and anoint him with oil and pray for him. Somewhere or another back there, he got hold of that, you know. Well, the pastor said, I don't know him, never heard of the fellow. He was trying to tell him where he lived. And I couldn't understand it. The fellow lived, as we say down in Texas sometimes, out at plumbing nearly. <laughs> Plum out of town nearly in the country. See? And so uh, this man, uh, th th this uh, contractor and builder, he said, well, if you have time, if you get in the car, I'll just drive you out there myself. So he drove him out there. Well, he went in and in and introduced him to the man's wife and the man's wife took him up to the bed. Well, the fellow was under sedation and he couldn't understand what he said, partially paralyzed anyway. And his wife told him, said, well, he said when he was a little boy that somebody anointed him with oil and prayed for him. He was healed and you know God healed and, and would, you know, and he began to ask. And this, his boss said, well, yeah, where I go to church, they pray for the sick, not people with oil. So the pastor told me, he said, I thought, well, He's sort of sedated quite heavenly. I'll go ahead and anoint him with the oil, lay hands on him and pray, and I'll come back in a day or two. Maybe I can get through to him, find out whether he's saved or not, get him saved, might get him full of faith, and he might possibly get healed. So he said, I prayed and left. Well, he said, two days later, 
I was out that way doing some other visiting. I said, well, I'll, be, I'll run by there and see him. Maybe I can talk to him. And I went by and said his wife was raking up leaves in the yard. And I got out of the car going in the house to see him, you know, and said, well, how's Mr. So-and-so? She said, he's working. He said, pardon me, I, uh, you know, it shocked him, you know. He said to me, he said, he sure didn't get healed on my faith. I didn't believe anything. I, I, I believed he wouldn't get healed. He said, I said, pardon me. She said, he's working. He's on the job. He said, pardon me, I didn't understand you. You know, it was just such a shock to him, he didn't grasp it. She said, the Lord healed him. He's working, he's on the job. He said, I drove by over there where they're building these houses and sat there in the car and watched the fella. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Lynette's Bargain Bag, Activating Your Faith Package. The mini book, Faith Takes Back What the Devil's Stolen by Ken Hagen. The mini book, Blueprint for Building Strong Faith by Ken Hagen. The book, Speak to Your Mountain by Ken Hagen. The slimline book, The Real Faith by Kenneth E. Hagen. The book, Exceedingly Growing Faith by Kenneth E. Hagen. And the single CD, Words by Kenneth E. Hagen. These are being offered for a price of $19.95. Don't delay. Act right now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. For even faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And registration for Raymond Bible Training College. Yes. Uh, go Why right, not? yeah, go right there to rbtc.org/trendsetters, and uh, you can you can register online, or you can request a DVD to be sent to you that tells you all about the Absolutely. school. Join us next week as we begin a new teaching series by Ken Hagen entitled "A Place Called There." That's next week, right here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan.